Thank you for checking out the Faith City Church Podcast. We believe that you'll be blessed by today's message. I'm just excited. Can we go ahead and give a warm welcome oh, to thank Peter Heist? Oh, thanks, bro. I love you, too. Oh, praise the Lord. Good morning, Faith City. Is everybody a little somber today? Is it the weather? Did you wake up a little doom and gloomy because it rained all night? Hey, hey, come on, perspective. I ain't got to water my flowers for the next couple days. Holler. I think they're dying anyway, but, you know, no more of that miracle grow bloom, bloom, whatever it is, you know, to put on there. But uh, you know what? That, that rolls me right into my topic this morning and what what. I would like to take the next few minutes and share with everyone perspective. We all have our own journey. We all have different avenues we're traveling. We're all on the same road to heaven, but man, it looks like a root system, all of us intertwining. So I do want to thank you this morning for taking of your time to be with us here at Faith City. And I really hope that you include yourself in that us because without you, I wouldn't be here. Pastor talked about having a good time in church. If church wasn't fun for me, I wouldn't be here. Uh Uh-oh, it's getting quiet. If I didn't have a good time praise and worshiping in the morning, I wouldn't be here. If I didn't enjoy seeing your faces, I wouldn't be here. If I didn't care about your soul, I wouldn't be here. Woo! Perspective. We all have a perspective. Let's get into it. My kids returned to school this past Thursday. How awesome that was. All the parents said, yeah, yeah. Uh, You know what? Uh, They were saddened by the thought that summer's almost over. I totally understand that. Uh, I'm not surprised that they weren't ready for school to begin. But the thought of no responsibilities, hanging out in one giant building with all my friends, and all you have to do is learn, study, play sports, hang out, With all my friends, that doesn't sound like that bad. It doesn't sound that bad. I have a different perspective than my kids do. We have already, if you are in the workforce, you've already felt the rigorous of, hey, you only got to go to school for so many months, and then once you're out of school, your life begins nine to five. We have a different perspective. But my kids, it's all they know. Their perspective is narrowed, and it's different. Follow me here. Perspective, a particular attitude towards point of view. Hmm. All right. I think about my kids all the time. Really, my wife and I, we, we cater to our kids. Not that they rule the house, but they are worth us living if that makes sense. Everything we do, whether it's vacation, whether it's around the house, it's usually pointed towards our kids. We always have our kids in mind. 
Some of you are older. Your kids have uh, flown and left the coop. And, but maybe you could remember your perspective back at that time. My kids in the summer would take opportunities to wake up, go down to the barn, start a four-wheeler, drive around the yard for the next two hours, even before breakfast. They'd buzz the cornfields. They'd just drive in everywhere and anywhere. At one point in time, I would say that my kids were spoiled. But how could I fault them for living their childhood? It's all they know. That's normal at my house. Hey, once you know the rules of my yard, you know where you can drive and where you can't, which direction you can go, how fast you can go. Once you know the rules, go get your helmet on, start it, and have a good time. That's normal at my house. I have a different perspective from my childhood, and maybe some of us do. That was not normal for me. I told one of my buddies that came over the other day, I said, if I had an opportunity to get onto a four-wheeler or a golf cart and drive it around the yard, I would run that thing out of gas every day. I never had that opportunity as a kid. I'm not hating on any of that. I'm just saying perspective. Perspective. To change perspectives, you have to learn a new perspective or be reminded of a perspective you once had. Remember, it's a different point of view. Maybe a perspective you once had. Remember when you were a little kid and you'd go to Christmas time? You'd get that awesome gift that you asked for, that you wrote to Santa for. You got it. You opened it. It was amazing. You played with it for how long? A year later, it sits in the corner. It sits on a shelf. It's at the bottom of the toy box. Your perspective's changed. I want to talk about regaining perspective. Maybe something you once had, but you lost. I'm saying perspective a lot, aren't I? I'm really challenged myself. I have someone counting how many times perspective. I can say it and perspective. But I don't want you to lose me in my term perspective. Don't lose me in my terminology today, please. Maybe a perspective you had but you lost. Someone might say perspective is the ability to put things in their proper place. Even social media, we can find at any point in time a tragedy or crisis happening somewhere in the world. As a result, I think at times we all can struggle with finding proper perspective. We see some point of view and we're like, "Mm, I don't know about that. I don't know where that fits in my order of proper perspective with what's on top being most important and what's at the, on the bottom being the least. Christians might say perspective is remembering there is a God. There is a Messiah, and you are not him. Hmm. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. We are on his shoulders. Come to him, all who are weary and heavy laden, and he will give you rest for your soul. How do or how can we regain 
perspective. I'd like to turn in the Bible to Luke chapter 5 and go through this passage with me. We're going to start at verse 17. This is a, a story if you've been around church for a long time. I know you've heard it. Uh, you got to have awesome friends for this story uh, that, that are going to be with you. Let's get into it. Starting at verse 17, Luke 5, 17. On one of those days, who's ever had one of those days? As he was teaching Pharisees and teachers of the law, they were sitting there. Who had come from every village of Galilee and, Galilee and Judea from Jerusalem? And the power of the Lord was with him to heal. And behold, some men were bringing on a bed, a man who was paralyzed. And they were seeking to bring him in and lay him before Jesus. But finding no way to bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and let him down with his bed through the tiles, through the roof. Come on, somebody. Into the midst of Jesus. And when he saw their faith, he said, Man, your sins are forgiven. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to question, saying, Who is this who speaks blasphemy? Who can forgive sin but God alone? When Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered them, Why do you question in your hearts? Which is easier to say? I say, which is easier to say? Your sins are forgiven or say, rise and walk? Let's understand that. Which is easier to say? Your sins are forgiven or rise and walk. But they, I'm sorry, but that you may know. Jesus said, so you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sin. I say to you, rise, pick up your bed, and go home. And immediately he rose up before them and picked up what he had been laying on and went home, glorifying God and amazement seized them all, and they glorified God and were filled with awe, saying, We have seen extraordinary things today. I would like to take the next few minutes to show you uh, that I think this last verse is something that we can and we should be saying every day. This last verse. And amazement seized them all, and they glorified God and were filled with awe. When's the last time amazement seized you every day? You remember open up, opening up that present underneath the Christmas tree? You played with it all day long, and then the next morning, as your eyes open and your consciousness comes to you and you realize yesterday was Christmas, yesterday I got the best gift ever. And it's like, <gasps> and that excitement hit you again and you couldn't wait to get up and tackle that present again. When's the last time? Let's pray. Would you pray with me? Hey, those are my opening statements. Would you pray with me? Father God, I thank you that your Holy Spirit is here with us because we are here. I thank you for guidance this morning, for you to open our hearts, pour into us maybe a new perspective this morning. 
maybe something fresh and new we have never known, or maybe something that maybe we forgot about that should be exciting, and it should be on the top of our list. In Jesus' name, I thank you for all my brothers and sisters that are are here. We don't take this time lightly. In Jesus' name, amen. Anyone ever been on a mission trip? Anyone ever been to a different part of the world, around the globe? You know what it's like for an American to go see poverty firsthand, see lack firsthand? I can almost guarantee there's not an American alive who could go. Sweet. That sounded like something from Star Wars. I know I'm really not supposed to pay attention to outside noises. I'm supposed to, like, forget about them and just continue because that would be proper, but that's not me. So that was really like one of them Chewbacca's or something. I don't even know where I was with that. That really startled my skin. I was like, mission trips. Thank you, Bree. I, I can almost guarantee there's not an American alive who can go see lack and poverty firsthand and come back to where they live in the United States of America and not have a different perspective. You know, what's funny is every time I'd go on the mission field, and I can't even count them, I would return with a different perspective. Man, I'm going to do this from now on because... I can because I get to. But you know what? Eventually, it fades. And you have to regain that perspective, either to go again or really sit down and focus to understand who you are and understand your perspective and that there's other people that don't have what you have and you take it for granted. I take it for granted the freedoms I have in this country even to stand up here and talk to you about Jesus. Come on, somebody. I'd say every day we have an opportunity to blow certain situations out of proportion. Whether it's family, school, work, social media, the news, driving, clothes, weight, the kids, the dog, the house, the car, every situation we can make a mountain out of a molehill if we have it in the wrong place. Perspective. Or we can take that situation and put it in its proper place. We can take a situation out of its proper place, take it to the top of our list, making it a bigger deal than it should be causing chaos in our lives. Man, that guy in the cubicle next to me at work, he's got this music playing and he talks so loud and it ruined my day. And I came home so frustrated, I was like road raging. And then I walk in the house and I'm short with my kids and I'm yelling at my wife. Come on, somebody. Because we took guy in cubicle 83 and put him on the top of our list. We blew it out of proportion. I like to say in these instances, I'm not wearing the wristband anymore because that was so 90s. What would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? Are we going to bring them back, B? They are back. See, I don't even know I'm out the loop. I'm just going to carve it into my other bracelet. I need a jackknife. He is 
Jesus, what would Jesus do? Let's look at, let's look at our story here. He is teaching, and a paralyzed man comes through the ceiling. Now understand something. I am not here to make light of your situation today. Mm. Mm. Or the mountain that's standing in front of you. Or the valley that you are going through with Jesus. Amen. I'm not here to belittle those things. But if you go to the doctor with a bad report and he gives you a diagnosis of you're forgiven. Uh, wait, Jesus, we heard that you're a healer. The reason Jesus heals him is so that we can all see forgiveness. Jesus is saying your focus, your perspective is off. I am the healer. But I've come for something greater than your healing. It's something you can see. I've come that you may know you're forgiven. You say to me, so Peter, hmm, what are you trying to say? That my perspective should change simply because I'm forgiven? Great. I'm forgiven. I know I'm forgiven. You know, if you've been here any point in time, you know you're forgiven. I would say, tell me something new. You might say, I know I'm forgiven, Peter. Tell us something new. Tell me something I haven't heard. Tell me something that's life-changing. Tell me something, give me a nugget I can put in my pocket and take home. This is my point exactly. Hmm. Mm, we're going to get there. We treat forgiveness like Israel treated manna. You say, what? Manna? Never heard of manna before. What's manna? Manna is when the children of Israel left Egypt. God provided for them every morning fresh manna. It was food. They were round, frosted flakes. They were sweet. They tasted like honey. Every morning when the dew would subside, manna all over the ground. There were two rules. Number one, you could eat as much as you wanted for the whole day. Do you know manna was open to everyone? Manna was available to everyone. Everyone. Not the guy who wore a suit and tie. Not the guy who cut his hair. Not the guy that drove a beamer. Not the guy that lived in a teepee. It was open to everyone. Rule number one, you could eat as much as you want for the day. Rule number two, you couldn't store it overnight or it would spoil and grow worms. How amazing was that? Let's fast forward to John 6. We're not going to turn there. I'm going to sum it up for you. Jesus tells us he is the manna. What? Jesus comes to earth. He says, I am the bread. Look what he says. He says, he is the manna. He says, my father in heaven has given you the true bread. 
Woo! That the manna was a picture of Jesus. He says, I am the bread. His mercies are new every morning. You ready to hold on to your seats? It's getting better. It's getting better. We're getting into it. I hope you're filling your pockets with nuggets. I would say that we, the church, relate to Jesus and forgiveness the same way Israel relates to manna. Say, Peter, that's not a nugget. You just stepped on my toes. Yes, I did, but it gets better. It gets better because it was there every morning. The manna was there right in front of them, and they started to take it for granted. The miracle became diluted because it was always there. Every morning, get this, for 40 years, frosted flakes. 40 years. I bet in the beginning, every morning when the children of Israel came out and the dew subsided and they saw the manna on the ground, it was nothing short of amazing. Can you believe it? Food on the ground. Frosted flakes. Maybe every once in a while they'd go out and it would be like Rice Krispie treats. Who wants a round Rice Krispie treat? Huh? Look, let's look. Let's look. look what happened. It was only about a year into their wilderness journey that they became they began to remember what they used to eat. And they started to cry and complain, saying, you remember when, Billy Joe, we used to eat fish? Fish? Man, the taste of fish. I miss fish and onions and cucumbers and garlic and leeks. I don't think I've ever had a leak. Let's just leave that one out. I'm saying they missed it. They missed it. And their complaining and crying took them 40 years into the wilderness. Perspective. How is this? Yeah, I know I'm forgiven, but I can't get a job. Hmm. Yeah, I know I'm forgiven, but my marriage is going down the tubes. I know I'm forgiven. I'm saved. But I've got seven things on my prayer list, and none of them have been answered in months. Where are you, Lord? Are we so fickle? That we forget his mercies are new every morning. Mm. And the miracle that appears every day, which is forgiveness. And all we are fixated on are a few things we think we need. Perspective. I can't go to sleep at night because the bills, the debt, the collectors, the pressure, the stress. I can't even sleep at night. It has overwhelmed me. You know, someday we're going to get to heaven. 
It's going to be like, God, I had no idea that your forgiveness was like this. My, my, my mind was so deluded with fish and garlic and bills and the stress and Joe in the cubicle next to me and I had no idea your forgiveness was this good. Do we wake up in the morning stressed with pressure of the day? Do we forget to wake up with the miracle of forgiveness? Like in those first days, like those Christmas mornings, like that, that manna laying on the ground when your belly was rumbling like that thing you were looking forward to, and you opened it, and you got it. It's that excitement. Said, I, I, I lost my job yesterday, but I'm forgiven. My wife left me, but I'm still saved. Jesus loves me. I'm accepted. I have a purpose. I'm approved by him. I'm protected. I'm blessed. I'm forgiven. Come on, church. I would like to think this is how we regain proper perspective in this life. The key to perspective. You ready for the key? The key to perspective, Matthew 6, verse 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. What's dominating your perspective? All these things. What's dominating your emotions? All these things. It's blown out of perspective because all these things are at the top of our list. All these things are driving on us with stress like a hammer. Do you know what's stealing your perspective? I got all these things on my mind. We're supposed to be those people who are forgiven. And that's all of us, just like manna. We're all forgiven. It's, it's, it's for us, not just you, not just your pew, not just the, your neighbor, not just our cul-de-sac, not just the American, the USA. We are all able to receive. The forgiveness is for all of us. But why are all these things filling our mind? All these things dominating us. All these things get to us. Get us so worked up. Get us so tied up that you're anxious. That you, you, you got a stomach ache on the way to church this morning because you're stressed out over what's happening Monday morning at work. Or something, some exam you have later in the week. Or some meeting that you have to attend and go to. You're stressed out even sitting here in the chair because you're thinking about this week. 
These are all these things that are pushing us down and weighing us down. Jesus said, your relationship to all these things needs to be through me. Proper perspective. Seek ye first the kingdom of his righteousness, and all these things will be added. He knows you need to pay your bills. He knows you need to eat. He knows your needs. He's been taking care of his people the whole time the world has been here. Read the book. He knows your car died last night. He knows you're stressed out about that meeting. But these are all these things. It says, says, seek first the kingdom. What is the kingdom of God? Kingdom meaning king's domain. Romans 14, 17. For the kingdom of God is not all these things. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Check this out. Righteousness always being first, followed by peace and joy, the emotions that come with right perspective, with the proper order, when we don't get it all shuffled up. Now we can make mountains out of molehills. Everything turns into a mess. Let's check out our story. They lowered the paralyzed man down through the ceiling to Jesus. His friend said, Jesus, he can't walk. Jesus says, I know he can't walk. But we got hit the proper perspective. The order is wrong here. Look what he says. Jesus says, I know the focus here is not on him walking. It's that he is righteous. He is forgiven. I can't tell you how many times I have said the story on how grace, Jesus, love impacted my life. And it was a Saturday morning at men's breakfast. I was half awake. I'd heard the story of righteousness my whole life. Righteousness means right standing with God. And it was this righteousness. Yeah, we're talking about it again. And I'm like, I had club the night before, which was a youth club. I wasn't at the club. You know what I'm saying? Our youth club that we had back in the day. So I was up till 1, 1.30 in the morning cleaning the vacuum in the other end of the church. And uh, when that was all done, we'd go home, get some sleep, wake up at 6, 6.30, and come back to men's breakfast because it's what we had to do in order for God to be present in our lives. Come on, somebody. I was jumping through the hoops as hard as I could. And righteousness broke me free. At that very moment, sitting in that chair, half asleep, I realized there was nothing I could do to lose my righteousness because he gave it to me. Hold on. There was nothing I could do 
to gain righteousness because he gave it to me. Jesus says, I know he can't walk, but the focus here is not on him walking. It's that he is righteous. He is forgiven. I've never been paralyzed. I've never lost the feeling in my legs or arms. I don't belittle the situation. I can't imagine having four friends that cared about me so much that they would tear the roof off a building and lower me down so I could hopefully receive my healing. And then to have my mind blown that I'm forgiven, that I'm righteous. Jesus says, this is why I'm here. Not for your healing, but to bring you forgiveness. He still healed the man. Jesus is still the healer. Don't get me wrong. Last Sunday, I had one of my woo, really good friends come up to me. We had the, the, the potluck at our house. And uh, it was a surprise anniversary par- party for my parents for 50 years. Praise the Lord. And uh, so we, we had a, a whole herd of people there. It was awesome and amazing. Thank you, everyone who came. Um, but I had, I had a good friend of me come, come up to my, wow, good friend of mine, come up to me. And he said, you know what, Pete? He said, I just want you to know that from now on, every morning, I'm praying for you. Every morning, I'm praying that your eyes will be open and that you can see. I said, wow, thank you. I didn't know what else to say. I said, thank you for that. Um, I lost most of my eyesight like uh, 12 years ago. Wow. Like 12 years ago. But something pricked my heart at that moment. Because you know what? I prayed for my healing. I questioned my faith. I received my healing. I received my healing way back when. I feel like I'm so far past my healing. Does that make sense? I'm so far past waiting for a miracle of manna to happen before I get excited. I'm so far past the actual healing process that it it doesn't even bother me anymore. You say, Peter, are you just like the man laying in the pool who's accepted where he's laying? I don't know. I don't have that answer. I do know that I'm healed. I 
I do know that he's healed me. Honestly, I don't even care. Because I'm righteous. You're righteous. You're forgiven. Oh, let me get back to my notes because, man, I'm rabbit trailing so hard. It's Jesus' righteousness, and he gave it to me, and he gave it to you. This is the power to live the abundant life. The righteousness that I have that he gave me enables me to live a joyful life with peace and joy. The emotions that follow righteousness. The abundant life cannot be defined by your income or your savings or your retirement. What you do or do not have. As Christ followers, our definition of success is not all these things. But I'm accepted. I'm righteous. We are forgiven. Let's go full circle now. How can this not be us? How can this not be us? Every day, Luke, back to five, back to our last verse. And amazement seized them all at Faith City, and they glorified God and were filled with awe, saying, We have seen extraordinary things today extraordinary things. Am I waiting for manna to show up on the ground in order to know there's a God? Am I waiting for the paralyzed man to get up so that I know he is Lord? No, I already believe he's Lord. We already know he's Lord. When we know he's Lord, we're not waiting for the manifestation. I'm not waiting for my manifestation. I have his righteousness. That is so exciting to me every day. I don't know where I'd be if I wouldn't have found grace and love. Man, I'd still be jumping through them hoops because I'm phlegmatic and I'm loyal. And I don't leave my loved ones. And you're all my loved ones. Man, I'm not even done. Oh. What have you seen? What have you seen here at Faith City? And they glorified God and were filled with awe, saying, We have seen extraordinary things. What have you seen? Hopefully, today, your perspective has gone back to maybe when it was when you were some hippie freak and you got saved. And you ran around smoking weed and saying, Jesus is just all right. Man, I don't know your story, but it's your story, and it's awesome. Remember those people (laughs) back in the day? 
I think they grew out long hair just so they could run around the sanctuary yelling, God is good. And it was like the flow. Come on, somebody. You're gonna, you, you better watch out. Might be you. Might be you. You're going to grow your hair out. You guys remember Tony? Woo! I love me some Tony. Or that couple. They're just overly nice. That couple that's just too good. That couple that wakes up every morning with proper perspective. And all these things is at the bottom of their list. And Jesus and his forgiveness and his righteousness. And they have peace and they have joy in their lives. That couple that you used to make fun of. That couple I used to make fun of. Because there's no way their life is that good. No way. You better watch out. You might be that person. You might be that couple. Some people will look at you and see that your heads are in the clouds. Mm. That you're out of touch with the real life. That your heads are maybe in the sand and you're ignoring all these issues around you like your bestie coming to you. Ha, 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 this just happened. How are you not freaking out right now? Perspective. Perspective. I'm not going to let that flat tire ruin my day. I'm not going to let that incident at home ruin my day. Our attitude as Christians should be different with Christ first. Our relationship to all these things is different because of what Jesus did for us. It's not just what he's done for us, it's what he's done for everyone, but we have realized it and we understand it. Perspective, putting things in their proper place. I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take that thing that I made a mountain out of. My basement flooded yesterday and, and ruined everything. And yeah, I had to shuffle my day around and haul everything out so it didn't get moldy, but I, I'm gonna put it off to the side. And I, I'm gonna put my righteousness back where it goes because I, I can't I can't be short with my family because life happened. I'm going to take that that guy in the cubicle next to me off the top place that I made a mountain out of a molehill, and I'm going to put the molehill back down at the bottom, and I'm going to I'm going to put his righteousness back in proper perspective. Would you pray with me today, Father God? I thank you. Because you are so good. You are our good, good Father. Always looking out for us. Never leave us, never forsake us. 
doesn't matter what we do. You're there with open arms. And because you're there with open arms, man, I love you so much. That's the power from sin, keeping me from sin. Thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing in our lives. I I ask that maybe this key to perspective, these nuggets that we've shared this morning, if anything, you would put it into our hearts that we could remember our place, remember your place, and that all these things, all these things that you want for us, yes, you provided fish for us, you provided onions and cucumbers and you provided our bills and that flat tire you provided for us you are our provider but that we would put all these things in proper perspective and put you and your forgiveness and your righteousness giving us peace and love and joy thank you Jesus for this time we've shared together Bless all my friends and family. For more information about Faith City Church, please go to faithcity.tv. As always, we pray that you would grow in the knowledge and grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.